0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Scamers. I'm Simo. Today, I'm joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. Hello, mate. Say hello, Jake. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Yeah, I did it the wrong way around again. Yeah, we did a yeah. fake intro, <laughs> and I did it the right way around, and I'm switching it up. I'm keeping the boys on their toes, that's what you have to do. Um, can't be letting them away with anything. <laughs> Scumbag. Just a few um, games to review this week. Again, we're still in that sort of fe- period of overlapping match week, which of course is just great for the Screamers, considering we do our shows based on whatever match week it is. Makes <laughs> it really easy for us. And then they're all mixed up, and we don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> So first we go to, um, Wolves, Everton. Now, uh Wolves, after this result, which was 2-1 to Everton, uh and a thoroughly deserved result in my opinion, mm-hmm. this leaves Wolves without a win in their last five games, and it now puts Everton to four wins out of the last five. So Everton clearly picking up the form, uh, and Wolves, probably would don't, don't really see this kind of form from Wolves often. Normally if they lose a couple or they draw a couple, they're, they're, they're quite good at, you know, maintaining the mentality and bouncing back with a good win. Uh, but what what were your thoughts on this match, Jake?
2: Um I th- I thought it was quite an entertaining game, um to start off with. I watched I was sort of flicking between this and the Man United game, um, trying to catch catch whatever was sort of happening in both. Um I thought Everton were really good and, and were bang on the money for the win. Um Michael Keane was <laughs> really, really good header, wasn't it? Um but yeah, oh, yeah, wolves wolves are a real pickle, aren't they? They they're struggling they're they're struggling for form. Um I, I, they've obviously got the players and the quality and, and, and the manager's good enough to get them through this form but I don't I don't really know how they get out of it <laughs> if you know what I mean
1: I was going, I was going to make the point that they, they might be missing Raul Jimenez and I'm sure they are desperately uh, but Everton started this match without a strike on the pitch yeah, went for they did, a 4-4-2 yeah. shape with um, uh, Gelfi Sigurdsson and James Rodriguez leading the line yeah. uh, and it seemed to work quite well they kind of slipped they were, they were kind of operating as a, as a 4-4-2 going forward and then Maybe like a five at the back in defence. Uh, I think they're becoming really, really well drilled under An- Ancelotti and the fact that they're, they're quite comfortable to change their, their shape between attack and defence, and everybody sort of knows their roles, mm. even when they're playing uh, with um, out with the, the, their usual um, traditional roles that they normally play. Vincent mm. uh Vincent Alex Awobi. <laughs> Um I think he's been <laughs> am I might think of another different player. Might I, there might be a Vincent in <laughs> the football manager save. I'm sure there is. <laughs> Alex Awobi has been uh, he's been really, really versatile. I've really liked the way he's playing. I mean, I think he keeps getting better and better but each match as well. Um what what were your thoughts on this match, Jed? I thought it was
3: a really competitive game. Um I think yeah, as good as Everton were, you know, Wolves did have chances as well and, and probably can count themselves unlucky. Um not to, have, not to have come away with a point, I guess, but like you say, they're, they're in desperate need of some form at the minute and on the flip side, Everton have shown how versatile their team can be, mm. obviously, without a, a recognised striker in the team. They've still gone to a pretty difficult game away at Wolves and, and come away with three points. Um, I wanted to mention Iwobi as well and the goal that he scored because if you look at the goal, he's effectively starts the move and he's like on the halfway line on the right wing isn't he yeah and yeah. um, the play moves across the other side of the pitch and he's absolutely bust a gut to get into the box and and arrive late and apply that finish I thought the work rate from him there was brilliant and I think that 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 speaks volumes about the uh the commitment that Everton have got at the minute under Ancelotti and and how they're playing um I think that overall as I say they're Everton Probably deserve the win, but um, it was a very, very competitive game, and you know, as, as we expected it to be. Um, not too much to, else to add on that, although, <laughs> although I do think that Ruben Neves is a very good player. Uh,
1: for well, we he's he's excellent, he took isn't he? That goal so well. <laughs> it was a beautiful goal, wasn't it? <laughs> he's mm. a really
2: good player, Ruben Neves, as well. He's so so confident on the ball, isn't he? And he's, yeah, he's brilliant.
1: <laughs> One thing I did want to mention about Evan is the the. You know, Hamas Rodriguez and Gelfie Sigerton aren't known for their, the <laughs> willingness to run. <laughs> <laughs> but they still, they still did really, really good jobs outside that role. it was almost like they were consciously like, you've you seen a lot of, of movement from midfielders and, uh, Lucadinha and, and other players just overlapping the strikers and overlapping other midfielders. And there was a lot of, it was just, uh, it was interesting to see for me from, because uh, I thought, and I predicted this in a previous show, that Everton were going to struggle without da- Dominic Calvin, uh, Calvert-Loon. Yeah. Uh, because I thought he was, he was a real talisman for their side and how they wanted to play football. And uh, th- I think he, they, that's the reason they, they decided to go with a two up front. obviously, Calvert Lane can do that job on his own and I think that the four three three was working really, really well for Everton and played to a lot of their tributes that the players have. Uh I think that was the right choice to change the shape to a four four two. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh didn't, like James Rodriguez and Guilfish siderson didn't really need to run and press and press the um the opposition defence or the back line. They were they were fairly happy just to use their, hold the ball up and, and use their passing ability to sort of move it up the pitch. And I thought that was really, really interesting for Carlo Angelo. And I think he's he's made the right call there and he's got these three points and Everton. Four four wins out of five, cannot complain about that. Um Absolutely not. Although Wolves I think no wins from five for Wolves. A couple of draws in there but mm. still
2: not It's good not enough. good enough is it for them. Um, it
1: makes
3: it makes their next game even bigger, doesn't it? Against West Brom. Definitely, and,
2: it's a derby, isn't it? As well, so
3: yeah. And and I think that as as we said the other day, I think West Brom are going to be up for this game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a it's, it's testing times for Wolves at the moment, isn't
2: it? They just need a bit of luck, don't they, and get out of this rut that they're in. Um, do you think they need another striker to potentially?
3: I think to so, come yeah. in. I think I think like Simo said earlier, they are missing uh, Raúl Jiménez because he's he's such a goal threat. Absolutely. Um, without yeah. him in the team, then. <coughs> As I say, they, they just it's it's such a big presence that they're missing um and and such a threat up front. I think as he, as you know, I think we've said before, relying on Fabio Silva at the minute, he's not really the finished article.
2: Yeah. Um, it's hard on him um, as well, he's isn't not, it? On Fabio yeah, it's Silva. not
3: it's not gonna do them any favours at the minute, um, because he hasn't been so. scoring and you know, it might be a while before he does find his feet in the Premier League and yeah. start start scoring goals. So I'd say they need another striker, but yes. He is starting
1: games now, isn't he, Fabio? And I don't think that's what Wolves envisioned for him because obviously they spent quite a bit of money in Fabio. And I think they still do believe that he is probably going to play a part in the club's future, whether that's uh, bringing a a big financial fee for him or him actually making his way into the starting lineup. Mm. Uh, But I don't think they envisioned him getting this much football this early. I'm sure he was definitely... Going to be playing the majority of football for the last 20 minutes of games against yeah. a tired, yeah, of, def- a tired def- Premier definitely. League opposition.
3: I mean, he, wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been getting in the team ahead of Jimenez, you know, no. and, and wasn't getting the team ahead of Jimenez either when he was fit. So, yeah, I he's you're right there. He's a
1: fairly healthy player as well, um, Jimenez. Uh, I think he started near enough every game last season uh, for yeah. those. Uh And they don't really have <clears> uh, <throat> uh, Diogo Jota um, <laughs> there to sort of fill that gap, who can actually play as a centre forward. Um, mm. Or at least give it another outlet, and I think he would actually go quite. He would work quite nicely, be like um, playing with Neto, playing with Chiori you know those sort of players. Jota, I think they're kind of missing them a little bit more. Don't Obviously, you can't you can't account for your main setter forward getting a fractured skull <laughs> in a match. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like we said, they might we might see a wee bit of, uh, action from moves this transfer window. They brought back Katron, who was on a loan in the Bundesliga. I want to say I can't remember the team awesome. off the top of my yeah. head. Uh, but yeah I'm sure we'll see some some sort of resolution from Wolves I think going to Big Sam there isn't probably the way you want to go he <laughs> is for piling on the misery a little bit <laughs> over to our next match uh, Burnley at home to Man United um, closer game well we, we predicted a close game we did say Burnley uh, for the last five Burnley games were of tight margins yeah. this now leaves Burnley um, still in a fairly healthy two wins in the last five uh, and this leaves Man United a, a very a very um good run of four wins in the last five after this match uh, man in a match Paul Pogba uh, just at a tight margin of the 1-0 to, to Man United again we did say Burnley weren't going to make it easy what did you think of this match Jake? Uh,
2: yeah Burnley definitely didn't make it easy for United um, I thought Burnley were hard to break down as we sort of predicted and, and everyone sort of knew that they would be um, a bl- a uh, really good goal from Pogba, slight bit of luck with the with the little deflection that just sort of took it through Pope's legs. <laughs> I watched, I watched the replay back, and uh, it's like it, you know if it's gone anywhere else, a millimetre higher or lower, and it, you know he's yeah. he's managed to save it, but he's sort <laughs> of the perfect spot straight through the keeper's legs, isn't it? Um, which is it's always quite comical to see that. But I thought, uh, to be honest, I thought I thought Burnley defensively were played played really well as as like, as like I said as we thought they would, but attacking wise they didn't really. Don't really show anything Burnley at all um, until sort of very late on um, but credit to Man United the top of the league and, um, and flying as it seems at the moment
1: Yeah, it's strange to think that just a few weeks ago Man United, we, we didn't really even see them in the light as title contenders now and now <laughs> I think they're, they're healthfully up there um, based on their Everybody's in a good mood at Man United right now, and everybody's Mm. in a good, good spot. Uh, There's nothing that seems to go, that's going to come their way, that's going to upset them too much. I think as long as you've got leaders like Bruno Fernandes, and Mm. I think if they can keep Pogba in check and keep him playing like he was an important part of that match for me, Pogba was definitely, Uh, and other aspects of the game, not just to go. I think if Man United can maintain this momentum, they will be up there by the end of the season, although I think. I probably wait to see another month of good form out of them before I can properly say I think they're the, mm. the, the potential champions.
3: Uh, what did you think this match, did? Um I thought that it was like we said, Burnley were going to make it difficult. Mm. Um, they did try and, and make it hard for United to attack and going forward didn't really show much. I think uh, one of us said they were going to play for a draw essentially or you know, aim to come out of this with a point and um, obviously in the end they weren't able to do that. I thought Proper took his goal well, uh, albeit with a, a deflection um, on the way through. I do think that United were unlucky to have the Harry Maguire goal ruled out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with that. Um, he's a big guy. He's going to be going up. He's not exactly going to you know, jump without his arms, is he? To mm. to try and win the ball. Every player jumps with their arms and, and there's a little bit well, of you contact You need a lot there. of
1: momentum to get that big fucking head in there, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a lot of power. Exactly. I don't,
3: personally didn't see, didn't see a problem with that. Myself, but obviously United came through in the end and and got the goal. Um, I think it's a good win for United at the minute. They're playing like title contenders, and games like this are games that you need to win to win the league. Um, When you're coming out of, when you're coming away with a hard fought three points against Burnley, um, there's definitely room to to be optimistic for Man United about what the season can bring for them. Because as you say, it's a difficult place to go, and you know things do. Results do tend to go on fine margins against them, so I think they'll be delighted with that, and obviously delighted to go top of the league.
1: Definitely, definitely. I think Burnley need a, a different kind of forward. I think uh, who's the who's the boy they st- they, they sold uh, the striker? I can't remember his name, but they used to have a. a, a, a the, the forwards are a bit slow now. Yeah, the Barnes and Chris Wood look as if they were running mm. through Trico against that Man United midfield and and, and backline. Uh, yeah, Burnley, <laughs> Burnley really
2: definitely. They they do look sluggish when they go forward, don't they? They're very, yeah. very sluggish.
1: Yeah. I mean <clears throat> I mean if you think of the players with pace in their side, I mean you've got uh Dwayne McNeil is obviously the one that comes to mind. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean I just thought Ash- Ashley Barnes and and, and Chris Will are just so slow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> they they are, the they are. Base no, they're They are, No, they are, yeah. Just was not just just weren't up for it. But I think they could have used a big and small sort of combination. But I don't really think they have that in the locker. Um, maybe the new American owners need to get a cheque but out. Give a I, big think they, on the honest, I think they. To be honest, I
2: think they do need to do that. They probably do need to invest in some firepower up front, Burnley, because at the moment, you know, I think they're like what the second lowest scorers in the league behind Sheffield United, um, and that's that's. For a team that's in relegation, dogfight, what's going to get them out of his goals. We know that they can be solid at the back. They really can. So, you know, that's not really a problem area for Burnley, but what's, what they're struggling with is scoring goals. And that that's, at the end of the day, yeah. that's what keeps you up. Um, you know, so that's what they need to invest that's,
3: in. It's, it seems to me like they're most threatening going forward when they've got a set piece, like a free kick or a corner, yeah. just because they've got, you know, the big lads yeah. up from the back or, or even the centre forwards are, are big lads. But they don't win your games you know, every week though set those set pieces because against teams like Man United you probably get less of them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So like you say you need you need a bit of pace in the attack and and you need to, to hit teams on the counter attack, especially when you're playing against the, the teams that you're gonna concede possession to. So um be interesting to see if they do end up bringing anyone in.
1: It's interesting. That's been a game sort of Victor to me, is it just when there was opportunity, to counter just burn, they could not. They couldn't get it. couldn't get it, it know, quick know, enough, could they? No, they just could not move the ball quick enough. Um, across the floor or on the street.
3: I think, what would probably work well for them, in, especially in the Sean Dyche team, is just a quick striker, just punt the ball into some space up front and, and make him, you know, let him run onto it. Wait for yeah. Chris Wood um, to get up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wait for yeah. Chris Wood to get up the yeah. there Then five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just kick it. Let him run and. And do the rest, and that's where your, your pace comes from in the
1: counter attack. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right on to on to one. But I kind of we did. Like, I'm quite glad we didn't go hard on Sheffield in the was <laughs> We were as nice to to Sheffield United in the previous show as we've ever been <laughs> this season. <laughs> Out of pity. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we did see. You know, they got the win against fucking whoever it was, some fucking <sighs> League One team or something. like that. Bristol <laughs> Rovers. Bristol Rovers. There you go. Oh, an ancient club, Bristol Rovers. you really know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and we did to think. Oh, maybe that. Maybe they just remember what it feels like to win, and they go on and do this. And we probably predicted it wasn't going to be the 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 um, the worst time to play Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle have now won none of the last five games. Okay, Sheffield United have now won one of the last five games. <laughs> Four points. As a form team oh, five of the division. Five points <laughs> on the board. Uh, and do you know what screams about this game? It was not an interesting game to watch. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, the man of the match was Carol uh, Dallow.
2: Well, the Newcastle keeper, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that uh, says if everything you're a man about the match, game, doesn't it? You're on the losing side. <laughs> Obviously, she says a lot about the quality of the football that was played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. among the it's, players. It's, this
3: game for me is. Obviously, a real, real disappointment from Newcastle's point of view, um, because how they've not gone there and won is is beyond me. I think the red card probably had a lot to do with absolutely. it, and it's a stupid red card as well. I was just going to say stupid, that it's, it's a stupid yeah. challenge to make Ryan Fraser going in like that and essentially just kicking the Sheffield <laughs> United player uh, when he's on the booking. Yeah, there's absolutely yeah. no need for it. Yeah, no need for it. Um, it's it's cost Newcastle the game in the end. Um, I think. Sheffield United were very lucky with the penalty as well. Um, to me, I don't think I, mean, my book, is not a penalty, but it's a handball, isn't it? And the ball was sort of bounced up, hit the defender's hand, uh, <coughs> bounced back onto the floor. It's not give the attack, like it's not giving him any advantage at all. I don't think. No. So I, that's why I don't think it's a penalty. But in today's in today's <laughs> world, it is because it's hit him on the hand in the yeah, box. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of luck that Sheffield United perhaps haven't had at any point yet this season and, and they've got it now it's got three points on the board and don't get me wrong I, th- I think they're still fucked but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I mean they're absolutely still fucked
1: but it's points on the board <laughs> and that's what <laughs> and do you know what like yeah for me a, a time of old it's, it's not a handball but I 100% agree with it as a handball in today's football we need consistency that would have been given in any other 90 minutes <laughs> uh, across the table so yeah uh, yeah. I think they, it has to me To be honest, Sheffield United have been on the end of some high decisions as well. They'll probably do one. Um, I think uh, Chris Wilder needs to use this as a springboard and sort of and use it to maybe go and even get a draw or another one uh, and kind of edge towards that 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 derby record. That they need to finish <laughs> above and not be the the worst. The, pro-
3: the problem is though. I mean, the next game is against Spurs, <laughs> um, so. I mean, it's easier said than done, ain't it? Although, yeah, you know, you never, obviously we're going to talk about Spurs in a, in a little bit, but yeah. strange things have happened, does not it? I get
1: exactly <laughs> what you're saying. I just want to, before I ask you your thoughts, Jake, I just want to say that Ryan Fraser—that was a first start. I, I can remember for him for a while mm. since maybe near the beginning of the season. I think he took picked up an injury, but he just did not cover himself in glory there at all. <laughs> he was poor off the ball. he was poor on the ball. He's challenging <coughs> for reckless. He was late. He was late to both those. It the not clear yellows. He was well yeah, late and yeah. he, he, was he studs have absolutely
3: out. no arguments for him. Yeah, it was stupid, it was, wasn't it? Very stupid. I mean,
1: do you, do you know what? And see if you're getting sent off and your own teammates aren't like sort of appealing it. It kind of says it all. And they exactly. just yeah. went straight down yeah. the tunnel like there was there was just nothing, <laughs> nothing but disappointment on Steve Bruce's face. <laughs> 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 what did you think of this match, Jake?
2: Um, firstly, yeah, it was it was a pretty terrible game, but Sheffield United fans won't care. They got the first win of the season. Um, so they'll be happy with that. Billy Sharp obviously scored. This is a 100th league goal for Sheffield United as well. So he'll be, he'll probably be made up with that. Um, but more, I, I want to sort of talk about Newcastle and, and the state of sort of what's happening with them at the minute. I feel like they're in a real limbo period where they don't really know what, what they're doing with the club. Um, I feel like Steve Bruce is, is sort of, he was brought in. To stabilize the club, but he's obviously, you know, Steve Bruce, as we know, can hit a limit, and he sort of hit his limit. Um, I feel at Newcastle. But the thing is, I don't see Mike Ashley getting rid of him because that's Steve not. Steve Bruce is very much a yes man, and he doesn't like to spend much money. Um, and, and he he sort of everything that Mike Ashley wants in a manager, um, someone that will just come out and defend him in the press. He won't spend any money. He, he's quite happy. He'll keep keep them in the Premier League, and that's sort of it. Um, and Mike Ashley is a quite happy thing, with man. that.
1: Um, I think that's a key thing. As long as as long as Newcastle remain in the Premier League, Mike Ashley gets his over hundred million pounds a year. Exactly. Uh, and I I don't I honestly don't think it makes any any difference whether uh, to Mike Ashley whether he finishes eighth in the Premier League or sixteenth. Or no, I don't think there's any like it means any odds to him. Yeah. As long as he gets that check in the mail, then uh, I, I do uh, he's, he's a terrible... He's there's been some shite football clubs, uh, shite football club owners, <laughs> and shite football clubs. Like, yeah, he's he's got to be up there. We need to do a worst eleven uh, <laughs> football club owners. He's he he <laughs> is number one, surely.
2: I mean, he's dreadful, isn't
3: he? I mean, oh, I, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I think as a country yeah, city couple plan, of I, I do <laughs> um, but uh, that's another that's for another time.
2: <laughs> no but like newcastle like i've seen a lot of um, their fan base on on sort of twitter and other social medias and stuff and there they're just like clamoring for proofs to be gone but it, it, you know it's it's like talking to the wall isn't it with mike ashley mike ashley don't care he really is, he's not he's not bothered you know the newcastle fans can well they've been protesting him for you know years and years now we want you out we want yeah. you out and if anything he's Made his position harder to get out of because he's out. He's everyone that's tried to bid for the club. He's sort of outpricing them and, and, and wanting far too much money um, because he knows Newcastle's a nice steady income for him. So he's not really that fussed.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, um, they they nearly got bought out in the summer, didn't mm. they? But there was obviously ethical issues around the people that were coming in to buy them. Um, I think, given enough money, he would sell the club, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, he would. It's yeah. getting to the point where like who's gonna stump up the, the right amount of cash unless it's like you know one of your Arab oil merchants or some you know that's come in to to act you know just pump loads of money in the club is unless it's someone like that you can't see the club being sold no. which is disappointing. But if Steve Bruce goes, I mean Who they're they're, gonna get? I think they're in they're in bigger trouble, I think if he does if he goes then whether you know he stays at this point. Because yeah. I think um he he can keep them up. They have they've got the ability to stay up definitely and they've got They've got goals in the team if they can get the team playing, you know, uh, in a, in a better manner, and, and if they can start picking up points. So I think to sack him at this point would be a bit premature, but it could it could end up backfiring on them, on them if they do. Because as you say, who do you get? Who do you get in? Mm. Uh, you know, for him.
1: I mean, you know, if, if they sack Steve Bruce, we'll you get Steve Bruce two in? You know, but another yes yeah. man that's going to back Ashley and, and maybe just keep them in the Premier League and do no further. I think I think Rafa Benitez would rather eat his own hand than. Um, <laughs> That's the thing. The thing
2: is, like, with Newcastle is. Those sort of next level managers are never ever going to work under Mike Ashley because they they saw how Rafa Benitez says got treated. Well, ring, he's he's one of the great Rafa, the greats of the greats of managers <laughs> yeah. of the game, and and he sort of went there and Newcastle fans were buzzing, weren't they? And, and he was like, "I'm committed to this, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do it." And then it was immediately he was at loggerheads with Ashley, and he was like, "You know what? Oh, fuck this, I'm out of here." And yeah, <laughs> do
3: you know, if, he, if he'd had the backing as well, it would have it could have been a different but, story. But you know, other managers, be, yeah, no, other
2: yeah. managers would have seen that.
3: And they'd have gone, yeah. no, I ain't going there. Yeah, definitely. Whereas, apart from Steve Bruce, who obviously was managing the championship. and Exactly. You know, was like, "Yeah, Premier League job, I'll take yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> How much? <laughs> You're going to give me a
2: tenner to spend this year? Bloody hell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Every player gets a Sports Direct mug on it.
2: <laughs> Steve Bruce took the job because he got two. <laughs>
1: Fuck it, though. No. Right, on to Spurs Fulham. <laughs> uh bit of a bit of a disappointment for Spurs. Finish one each, uh- Scott Parker, ping <laughs> of the draws. Yeah. Uh, Fulham have still w- not won a game in five games, but they've, they've drawn for how many times? I don't know. I think it's I'm, like I'm, I'm six in a row, get, isn't it? Yeah, I'm <laughs> convinced they're going to get 30 draws this season and uh, <laughs> stay up <laughs> with 30 points. Yeah, five draws in a row now. for Fulham. That's yeah. just crazy,
3: isn't
1: it? Yeah, um, Spurs only won one win in the last five. Uh, they should have killed this game. I absolutely should have killed this game. Could have killed it. Son, Son should have took his chances. Um in the early game, they could have, they could have been a half time three nil up. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, really. One nil is never safe. It's never safe, you know. Not it's, in the it's, Premier it's, League, no. No, no. And Fulham hung on, and they, they believed. And I think the longer it remained one nil, um, <coughs> <laughs> you could see that there was more belief in the Fulham players. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts, Jed? Yeah. I thought uh, Fulham deserved
3: the point in the end, to oh, be yeah. honest, because uh, in the second half they they were much improved. And as you say, the longer it stayed one nil, the more they were like, "Oh, well, we can go and nick a point here." And, and in the end, they deserved it. Um, like I say, Spurs should have killed the game off. Um, they weren't clinical enough, unfortunately. Um, for for them, it's it's disappointing. You know, it's points dropped. I think from a from from Spurs in in that game, rather than you know a point being gained by Fulham. Um, in, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but great result for, for Scott Parker and for Fulham to go there and, and actually come away with a point because uh, obviously you wouldn't have backed that before the game. No. But yeah, I thought they were good value for it and a big header as well to
1: to equalise. Who doesn't love a big header? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Scott Parker will be looking at this. Point, job done. Point <laughs> yeah. away at Spurs, job <laughs> done. Well, yeah. Go on to Coach Price. Not many teams <laughs> would, would yeah. turn down a point
2: away at Spurs, do you know what I mean? So...
1: No, definitely. Especially, what I will
3: say though is, I thought that the the Tottenham goal was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so what, good move, good. what a move! So what a move it was. What a first of all, there's the long pass from like, in the midfield. I think it was was it Hoyer played the ball out to yeah, to on the left. Brilliant ball, and then the cross is absolutely brilliant. That's if you're whipping a If you're a centre forward, that's you what you want, isn't it? In, that's exactly <laughs> where you want the ball whipped in. Like, it was absolutely perfect. And then, yeah, a diving header from Harry Kane. Harry Kane doesn't miss those chances. No. Uh, brilliant goal from Tottenham. It's just a shame they couldn't they couldn't build on that. They couldn't put put the ball in the net again. Um, they did it the post though, didn't they? Um, <laughs> yeah. At one point, but yeah, son, yeah great goal, great
1: goal. We um, he's missed it. he finishes nine out of ten times he finishes those. And he also had a chance yeah. for a header, son, as well. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean Spurs should have hundred percent killed that game, took their three points and ran. Uh yeah, I mean, but that, that was sublime that go. Um Regulon for me is just he's so good. Mm. He's Andy Robertson esque. <laughs> <laughs> he's been watching loads of yeah. Andy Robertson videos <laughs> He's a very good player. Uh, what were your thoughts on this match Jake
2: yeah i thought i thought credit to fulham um you know they they find out about that game what like two days a day before um, and then they go turn up and what a performance from them it was brilliant and they were thoroughly deserving at that point um, to be honest i don't think scott parkers bothered that they've drew five in a row or something like that uh, he doesn't care they got another point that you know they're still un, they're unbeaten in five as well if you think of it like that um yep. You know, and and they got it was a good point as well against Tottenham. It wasn't one of those where they were sort of hanging on, um, and and they sort of got lucky. They they didn't really deserve it, but yeah, both goals I thought were were good as well. Harry Kane's especially. I mean, like like you said, Jed that cross was just perfect, wasn't it? And like you say, Harry Kane's never ever gonna gonna miss that. Uh, but I just Tottenham are they're in a bit of a strange rut, aren't they? They're, they're or a bit all over the place <laughs> I think is sort of the way I'd
1: describe it yeah they need to be they need to be more they need to be more ruthless I mean when they when they do when they play like they could play that exact match finish those chan. finish those the chances they they worked hard to create and it's, yeah. a, it's a perfect 90 minutes uh, and they did do that yeah. just you know less, within the last two weeks have done that you know um, and they just need just finishing everything else was was fine you know also they shouldn't concede the goal I mean man of the match was Harry Kane right but I think he probably should have wet it off his cheek uh, I thought it was just <laughs> big and powerful and, and driving forward and moving the ball and making an absolute he issue, was very issue good lost his cheek yeah, yeah he's um, he's a key player in that Fulham team I yes yeah, um, he's their touch so I think without him without him they're a very very different yeah. side he's that touch of quality that kind of gets them over the line gets them gets them their point away at her yeah. uh, it obviously wasn't a goal scorer um, it was a goal scorer it was a lookman wasn't it Caballero, Caballero. ah Caballero yeah. the, the other lookman
3: <laughs> I think Luckman
2: <laughs> assisted him. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, over Big to Man City Brighton. Man City have now won four of the last five matches. Brighton have not won a, a match in five games. Zero out of five for Brighton. We said before the match it was Brighton's job not to get embarrassed here. Man City are obviously on the up, Brighton are on the down. 1 0, man of the match, Phil Foden. Um, could have been more, definitely. Hmm. Could have been more. Would what what, what you hear yeah.
2: I thought it was a thoroughly entertaining game. I really, really enjoyed it. It was very um, very end-to-end, uh, a lot of good chances for each side, but what a finish by Phil Foden. And what a player he is. He is absolutely unbelievable. And this season, he's showing exactly how good he is and why he should be starting as many games as he is. I think he's got eight goals in all competitions now this season, and that's, that's a really good return. Um, but Man City were good again without really sort of getting out of second gear. Um, but... That <laughs> Just quickly to touch on that penalty miss from Sterling was uh, shocking. Uh, <laughs> I've just, just read then that Man City have missed seven penalties since the start of last season, uh, more than any other side, and three of those have been missed by Sterling. So, you know, if there's a stat there for Pep to take away, don't let Raheem take penalties anymore. You should
1: fit on In defence of... Do you know what? In, in <laughs> yeah. of, uh, sure,
3: they should. They should. Apparently in in defence of Raheem Sterling... <laughs> Um, he's he's hit the penalty the right way hasn't he he's just put his foot through it mm. unfortunately yeah. he hasn't hit the target he's spooned it um, <laughs> he's missed by by some way but um, yeah I, in i think definitely put Edison on penalties and just let him put his foot through
1: it yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would be class in terms of like kickles of the ball he's just <laughs> it's perfect class. isn't it he'd be only three kicks you could make it happen he'd
3: pinging everyone into the top corner
1: oh he bins you know? every time every top single penalty every yeah, <laughs> uh, um, listeners, if you've not seen Ederson kick a ball, go on YouTube and look at his accuracy, For how he can how he can punt a ball or how he can move a move a dead ball from a spot, <laughs> he is absolutely probably the best in the world in terms of distribution um, from from a goalkeeper. He is absolutely class. Uh, I thought Brighton did the job fairly well. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah, I again, thought they were lucky. They've got to, especially in the second half. Yeah, they've got to get these results. So obviously they fought hard for their draw against Wolves, and um, I think. <laughs> They just need to move on for this match. They didn't, they didn't get embarrassed. They didn't get a, didn't get a pump in the end. For that. Like they played Man City away from home. That's done. That's in. That's in the book. At the beginning of the season is is a loss. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's yeah. pretty much a write yeah. off, right? You don't go there expecting much. You could. You could go. You go there to expect to, to your players to work hard and and to give Man City a game. But I think that's that's, that's as much as you can <laughs> expect from them, um, especially yeah. when Man City are on this sort of lethal run of form that they are. Um, Pep are yeah. looking yeah. cool calm and collected and his post-match does look very emotional at all saying all the right things um, I think it was a long time there was a, there was a near the beginning of the season there was definitely a, a radiance a uncertainty I don't, Absolutely, I don't know if was, yeah. you guys know, same I think um, Pep will gain
3: more confidence from the fact that City are now appear to be defensively solid and a building on that as well yeah. and, and they they were the better team on the night. I did think Brighton were unlucky in the second half because there was patches when they did you yeah. know, they tested City. They gave it a go, uh, but like you say, they were always going to have that down as a game that, that they're going to lose and you know just go there, yeah, turn, don't get embarrassed, and moved on. It's that kind of mentality that they need to have. And they certainly weren't embarrassed, but like we said, it could have been. Could have been two or three in, inside the first half alone yeah. if, if those chances had gone in. Uh, which on another day, you know, Man City do take those chances. So um, Phil Foden, though, I also want to point out, I think he's a brilliant footballer. I think he's he's going to go very very far, um, which is good for England. He's
2: on a um, different level, isn't he, Phil Foden, at the moment? He looks he is, so yeah. confident he's... when he's on the ball, and I I, I really rate him. And I, I, he is, and he can finish as well. That finish yeah. was unbelievable. What a finish. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those where he's put that in exactly the position where the keeper's got the rest of the goal covered, except that gap where the ball goes through and he he finds that (laughs) hole. (laughs) And it was perfect, wasn't it? Um, But yeah, what a player Um, he's turning out to be and potentially a very, very bright star for England. Massively.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think for me, if I, if I was Manchester City manager, you would be first naming f- the team sheet for me because it's they always seem to get the get the result. They, they, they the always moment, seem to get yeah. the job done when with Phil Foden's on the pitch. Yeah, um, I think those couple of years under uh, David Silver, that's not going to hurt. That's not going to hurt your ability. It's, it's a not a bad. No, it's not a bad. No, absolutely not. It's not. He's not a bad
2: instructor, as he David Silver and <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> you can't <laughs> turn no, that, that, that down when you. Makes, I, th- I think, though, um, <laughs> Phil Foden actually complements De Bruyne. Yeah, they do. They, they're, they're different kind of players. Um, Phil Foden uses his agility a lot. And he's yeah. actually quite strong for his frame as well. Uh, he's really good at carrying the ball and, and moving himself mm. into space, moving mm. himself into where the defenders <laughs> and midfielders aren't and making himself available for the pass. Absolutely. Uh, and he kind of He's good at roaming around the pitch and finding those areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, De Bruyne is good at finding him. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, he's, he's definitely he's on. He's in that side on merit. Um, absolutely, I think he's. He has to plant himself firmly among the, uh, the the players that should be starting for Man City when available. That's it, Man isn't it? Percent. He's
2: he's he's in that team now because of his his ability, not through um, like injuries and things like that. So he's earned his place. He's, he at the moment he looks like very much intent on keeping his place as well.
3: Definitely, Joe, you know I think that he is going to be. A, a key player for Man City now for for a long time mm. to come as well. I don't see him leaving the club and going anywhere else. I think he'll stay there and will ultimately become you know one of if not the best players at the club. Yeah, um, and I think he's already at, at approaching that level, um, especially if he continues the form that he's in at the minute. I wouldn't I wouldn't drop him if I was Pep. No chance.
1: No, I, I think not.
3: He, he adds so much to the team and, and Man City. Uh, definitely a better side when he's in it and, and deserve the win um, over Brighton, like we said.
1: Absolutely. Next we go to Arsenal at home to Crystal Palace. Arsenal have now won three <laughs> games in the last five. Palace have only won one game in the last five. Um, this probably match the worst,
2: worst game of football um, I think I've ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, Great result for Palace. Brilliant yeah, result I'm for Palace. I'm glad I only watched the highlights of this. I, I, I watched maybe the first 20 minutes and then I realised... Exactly how the game was going to play out, and I I didn't watch anymore. <laughs> and by the sounds <laughs> you... of it, I didn't miss anything.
3: <laughs> well, Palace hit the bar at one. Did point, they? Wow! <laughs> um, they had, yeah, they did. They did hit the bar. Uh, they had a couple of of chances as well, um, but just weren't really weren't really clinical. They were they were Palace about those chances.
2: <laughs> Benzecay um, okay on them was it?
3: Arsenal, he? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Arsenal didn't really look. That good? No. step back. This game, um, I don't think so. I think it's just a it's a midweek game. It's finished nil Thursday nil on, game, isn't you know, it? Get it over and done with. Yeah, carry on. You know, carry on to the weekend when they're playing Monday now. On so, Monday, yeah, um, I think they'll be they'll just be moving on, focusing on that. I, I think it's just one to forget for both sides. Absolutely. But Palace will definitely be happier with that that result. Um, yeah. Arsenal, I don't think deserve the win either. You know, I think a
1: draw is probably fair. I watched the highlights and I was bored. I can't imagine what it would have been like. To 90, Ninety minutes of that. For me, I'm going to say I actually, as a step backwards for Arsenal, uh, in my opinion, yeah, they needed to maintain mm. that, that momentum going forward, especially uh, with the youngsters. The mentality needs to be there for the youngsters. Obviously, it's easy to keep a cool head the older and more experienced you are, um, and obviously that yeah, it's the,
3: also the ones that are, it's difficult to to keep winning games on the balance though, as well, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, but they should have been beating Palace at home.
3: Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, but as I say, I think they've won the last three on the bounce, and to to win four on the bounce in that Arsenal team that would be massive. You know, we know it's not a brilliant side um, as they've shown throughout the season. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's a major step backwards. Maybe a half step, mm-hmm. um, half step backwards. But it'll be, a, it'll be a bigger step backwards if they then you know, fail to pick up points in the next two
2: or three I feel like it's probably not a step backwards, but it's a, a learning point for um, for the whole team that, yeah, you can have a, g- a few good results, but ultimately the job obviously isn't finished after three wins, yeah, nothing. Still got a beat pass. That's it, then, you know, they're still <laughs> 11th. And, and Arteta's probably said that to them at full time, you know, you may have won three in a row. We didn't win this one. We're still in the bottom half of the table. <laughs> exactly. And that's, exactly. you know, fundamentally what it comes down <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, but I, I feel I, I feel like the, this Arsenal, the, the way they've been playing and stuff like that, they've definitely got the quality to get out of this situation. And those players, yeah, if, they if they get to that level again. They'll mm-hmm. be fine. You know, they're young lads. They've got a lot of learning to do. It's a different style of play again from what they've been playing against. And it's, it's a learning curve. And, and to be honest, I think Arsenal fans are probably quite happy that this season is a write-off. So it's, it's probably a good opportunity for them <laughs> to get their youngsters playing as much football as possible.
1: Yeah. That's one thing I would, I wouldn't like to see Arteta do is just change the full scrap it and start again. Yeah. Because uh, obviously it's, it's showing its success. Um, I think he yeah. will be disappointed that the, I, I they, they've not, they've con- not continued that great mem- uh, momentum going forward, uh, and you can only rely on youngsters for so, for so long. They should have kept ahead. The they should have scored those goals. Um, Leno Man in the match as well. Yeah, <laughs> with all that talent out, all that young um, talent out in the out in the- out in the field, uh, Arsenal goalkeeper shouldn't be getting man of a match against Crystal Palace at home. No, uh, In any not. situation. <laughs> definitely. But we'll see not. next week. We'll, we'll see next week how they how they carry on, and hopefully they could just take it as a wake up call. starting to face. It's midweek. It'd be done over by Roy Hodgson. Exactly. The rest of them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: Happens to everybody. Yeah. Well, shake their, it off and their next run. game. The next game on Monday is against
3: Newcastle. Um, and <laughs> if you're not if you're not looking at that game and thinking there's you know there's three points. Then uh, you're in
2: the wrong profession, obviously. aren't you? Then,
3: then, <laughs> then yeah, then they're gonna struggle. Um so I'm expecting them to bounce back and, and win that game. Yeah. Uh if they don't, then we <laughs> might be we might be starting to talk about Arsenal again in the
1: same way. <laughs> <end from our laughs> <market to go. laughs> All right, Any points, boys?
2: Good big busy weekend this weekend, isn't it? It's gonna be good. Good good amount yeah, of football yeah, to a lot, watch. Of
3: football. a lot of football. in fact there's there's football every day until until Friday until this time next
2: yeah, week we can't of complain of that can we <laughs> No.
1: <laughs> so much football right Tio thank you very much for joining me boys
2: thank you Simo always a pleasure
1: yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, thanks very much to the listeners for tuning in um, we will be back very soon I think we've got another transfer show to do uh, we've got a couple of things in the bottom as well but we shall see you very soon in a couple of days uh, in the next one Cheers, bye